guys, it's Catherine again, and this is actually part three of the Hope Center Chronicles. It was just going to be one, and then it turned into two, and now we are at part three. And I have one last uh, student in the program that I want you to hear her story because uh, it is absolutely too good to leave out. And Miss Danielle, hello. Introduce yourself to the people. You can give just a first name, age, where you're from. Tell how old I'm. I'm the same age as everybody listening. We're all old enough. We're all old enough to know better and young enough to do it again. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I like it. Well, all right. Where are you from? Um, I've lived all over our beautiful country, um, from Alaska to Maine. And most recently, I moved. Uh, I moved to the Hope Center here in Montana, Clancy, Montana, um, from Dixon, Tennessee. Okay. And um, I was spent some time in the Sierra Nevadas uh, skiing up in Mammoth and uh, some time down in San Diego and uh, Bethel, Maine, skiing Sunday River. So I, I've been all around our beautiful country. Wow. Cool place. A lot I of really it. neat people. Not everybody will kill you. <laughs> That's good to know. Well, I've heard um, a little bit from a lot of people and I'm in some from you about just even just the last year <laughs> um, of your life. So you can, you can go from there or you can start as far back as you want but you well, have a I'll, tremendous I'll start, story I'll start with um, 2020 and I'll start about kind of what got me here and I got to Europe thank goodness y'all can't see me um, but anyway so I realized looking back over 2020 in my life that um, I had accomplished nothing um, of significance for me personally in my life and I thought the least I could do was watch God paint the sky in the morning and at night. I read a poem somewhere about how um, Jesus paints the sky for us and, you know, that he did it in the morning and we didn't get up to see it and then he did it again at night, but we were so busy and, and we didn't see it. So that he's always talking to us wow. and that if we just so would slow down. So um, I said, Lord, okay, um, then I'm going to, I sold both of my cars during COVID to keep my head above water. And I said, okay, Lord, well, if you want me to walk across the country, then, because I'd sold my cars, but my legs weren't broken. I said, then you're going to have to um, provide the, way, the, the wherewithal. And it wasn't but a few days later, um, I had some good friends, uh, junior high school friends, as a matter of fact. One sent me a, a hammock, and another one sent me a camping set. And then um, my good friend Carrie bought me, um, he had some credit at a pawn shop, and they had a backpack there. So before I knew it, I was looking down at this backpack. And I said, okay, Lord, uh, but no, if you really want me to go. <laughs> and um, and so I, I kind of prayed about it, and I was like, okay, well, where am I going to go? And I met this really beautiful woman. Her name was uh, Hope, as a matter of fact. And um, I was hitchhiking to go do my taxes. I had to stay until uh, March 17th. That was when I had my a, t a date to do my taxes. And I was hitchhiking because I'd sold my cars. And, um, and I was doing a test run, a camping out at, uh, at Montgomeryville State Park in Tennessee. And uh, so I was hitchhiking from the park to this church where I was doing my taxes. And this woman picks me up, she and her granddaughter, Hope and Serenity. And, um, and I did my taxes and, and I got more thinking about it. I was fine-tuning my trip and, and I'm, a, I'm a drinker, professional, uh, professional drinker, recovering alcoholic would be my title, I guess. Um, and so in, when I was drinking heavily, I would always say five, four, three, two, one, you know, like I just need to stand up and walk out of here and not look as, as in, 
visibly intoxicated as I internally feel. Mm. And uh, so I would say five, four, three, two, one, a lot to the point where it kind of became a funny. But so I decided to leave, um, to be ready to leave the state of Tennessee at five o'clock in the morning on April 3rd of 2021. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I decided that I was going to do that. And, um, you know, and since I had my backpack now, and since uh, Hope and Serenity had picked me up and I got my taxes done and April was just around the corner. Um, so uh, I stayed with Hope and her granddaughter Serenity for three days. She said the Lord told her three days. And I said, he told me three days too. I was really meditating about where I wanted to go. And um, Hope uh, had gotten arrested for waving what people are calling nowadays a banner. And um, so she had given me a banner and I... In my nowhere, I just felt like, you know, I want to go take my banner to Angel's Landing and bring awareness to a new and different way to worship God. Some people don't think that they have the most beautiful voice or mm -hmm. uh, they can't dance or whatever they feel like their own limitations are. And yeah. I thought that this was a beautiful way, an outward expression of inside love. And so this is what, when we were listening to some worship music earlier, uh, and you were just in the back of the room just dancing with this I mean it looks like for people who can't who don't know what a banner is it looks like a long white silk streamer <laughs> and that's and that's pretty much it there have been some churches um, I guess that have embraced it yeah um, and there are other ones that kind of look more like wings some mm -hmm. people use too um, yeah and so so hope gave me this banner and I thought what what a nice place to go and show this banner off and bring awareness to it was would be to go to Zion National Park and hike it up to the top of Angel's Landing. <laughs> and, um, and I was going to purchase more and get other people on what I think is a pretty cool thing and um, just an avenue to talk about God. Hey, what are you doing? I'm talking to God using my banner. You want one? Grab one. Mm -hmm. you, know, and, you know, if you don't like this one, there's more sale or whatever I mean it wasn't like a make money gimmick by any means it was more just spreading God like to mm -hmm. text you know <laughs> and um, so anyway that was in my nowhere I knew I was like okay I'm going to Zion National Park so I had it made up so here I leave um, it's April now and I've I've done left it's Saturday and it's five four three two one and I'm walking <laughs> I'm down the railroad tracks and I, I left my hat on this log where I'd stopped to rest the railroad tracks were uneven uneven and, um, but I found a nice place. There was an electricity outlet. Anyway, I, I camped there, stayed, slept next to the railroad tracks in the night. And um, I guess I was so caught up with 54321 that when I woke up in the morning, here comes this truck driving down the railroad tracks. And it's this man, and I just waved at him because I wanted to know where the tracks went. And I walked over to his side of the truck, which is on the railroad tracks. And he says, Happy Easter. And I said, Yes, he's risen. All right, cool. <laughs> and I asked him where they went, and he told me that the railroad tracks went to Memphis. And I, I knew in my nowhere I wasn't, I didn't want to go through Memphis. I wanted to head up the northeasterny corner of Tennessee, or the northwestern corner of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So I said, Oh, okay, Lord, that's why I left my hat down the railroad tracks and walked back for it yesterday. It was because I was supposed to be headed that way. I could have left it there. But anyway, so. I walked back out the railroad tracks I'd spent the better part of the day walking into the night before. And uh, I met some really neat people on the, on my walk through town. And I wasn't in a hurry. I was just traipsing along whenever I felt like it. I could hang mm -hmm. my hammock and yeah. sleep for the night and just whatever. That's so cool. <laughs> and uh, so 
before long, I'm walking down the road, me and my backpack, and God, and the, um, and the cat, and I have a cat on my backpack, but um, anyway, that Hope's granddaughter, Serenity, gave me. So, here I am, and uh, this guy pulls over, and he says, did I want to ride up the road? And I said, well, yeah, you know, any place further up, he says, I'm not going all that far, and I said, that's okay, any place further up the road is is closer, you know, further than where I'm at, you know. <laughs> And so I threw my backpack in the back of his pickup truck and I popped it, climbed in. And he said, uh, uh, he said, you know, I'm just going up the road here to church. Would you like to go to church? And I said, yeah, I'd love to go to church. And he said, yeah, my church is right up here on Zion Mountain Road. <laughs> my eyes got bigger and I said, well, yeah, now I definitely want to go to church. <laughs> and that's might not be Zion National, but... My, yeah, and, and so for me now, where I'm sitting, and I'll get to where I am sitting here in Clancy, Montana, is that I think sometimes God delivers us message, and and when we, I think it was Zion National Park, mm-hmm. but really it turned out to be um, the Compassion Church on Zion Mountain Road in Waverly, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I went to a really great meeting and um, where I got a mustard seed, and where we all planted a piece of corn and we talked about the fact that in order for corn to give new life it has to die Mm -hmm. you know it has to die to itself and then out of the meat from the inside you know more life is created and and so we all kind of planted something that day and afterwards after church i was talking to some of the congregation about where i was headed and because i had not been drinking and i was under the heavy load of my backpack um, i fell out and had a seizure and I was talking to a band name, man named Don Beatty, and Don was in the process of calling 911. Um, and I found this out after the fact, because of course I'm in the throes of a seizure. But apparently, as I'm having a seizure, Don fell out and had a massive heart attack. Um, Don was actually did, and I, I didn't learn this until after the fact, so I want you to realize you're getting a different version of the story than I know. And. Um, so, but Don's version, and maybe you can interview Don sometime and hear his side. Wow. But um, uh, Don was dead for 22 minutes and rushed, air life lighted. But they actually did see a real resurrection. He came back and was brought back to life on Easter Sunday. So, five, four, three, two, one. You know, God can just really act in our lives. And um, so, through that experience, I woke up in the hospital and the church. Um, uh, rallied around me and and told me about the Hope Center, showed me a Hope Center in Tennessee, and I ran, um, scared of change maybe. Yeah. Um, Life change, life change, life change. I mean, I was ready to walk it out, but I wasn't ready to, you know. Then So the commitment was a one-year commitment of my life to Mm -hmm. um, sobriety and getting to know God, who has always been my friend, but maybe reconnecting and Mm reestablishing a relationship um, that you know, sure. Hadn't, you know, had it hadn't grown weary, but it definitely could have used a tune-up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I ran away, and when I came back, I thought maybe I had I lost my 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 chance. But the intake manager at the Hope Center said, "I can take you in, but I have to take you right now because I'm leaving tomorrow for Montana." And I said, "Can I go?" There was a van load of eight men who were scheduled to leave for Montana the following morning. And um, she did not hesitate and she said, yes, you can. Because one man had backed out of their van. Um, mm. And had he not backed out, there would not have been room 
for for the Danielle <laughs> and her backpack. Right. That's all she had was just her backpack and her cat, her stuffed cat. <laughs> and um, so the reason I mentioned Dawn and Hope in, in my story is because they've become integral pieces of my journey. So I did commit this one year to the Lord and um, to my sobriety. And I know who the Danielle was who walked in these doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who the Danielle is going to be when I walk out. Um, I can honestly say that in, in doing some of the classes here at the Hope Center, that I can look back over my life and realize that I have not spent a single sober year um, since I was probably 11 or 12. And I'm not saying that I was a big drinker back then, but I surely snuck a beer or something from the garage or uh, my parents mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. since about that age. And so, you know, and then junior high school, you know, weekend parties turned into high school weekend parties, turned into college parties, turned into mm-hmm. bartending and waitressing and um, turned into life as a party. And life got, gets a little out of hand when the vodka is sitting on your nightstand table. <clears throat> Yeah. So, um, uh, so here I sit, committed to giving year of, uh, a year of my life um, to uh, grow and mature in Him. Uh, and, and, and back to Don. Don recently sent me uh, his two commitment coins. Um, he celebrated 32 years of sobriety, and so he sent them to me that if I ever get... Uh, downtrodden because I live with over 20 women in um, a large house in Clancy, Montana now, and it can get difficult, but those 32 years of his, his coin is to remind me that I can surely do one year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the same day that my friend Patty gave me those coins um, at a graduation ceremony in Tennessee, um, I got a letter in the mail from my friend Hope. <laughs> and, you know, God's stories and God winks and how God talks to you. Um, come to find out, Hope's last name is Clancy. And I'm at the Hope Center in Clancy, Montana. So if that's not God, so, and I'm, and I'm living in, I kid y'all, an $8.5 million home that has 22 car garages. Yes. Uh, there's like, no kidding. It's ridiculous. Eight bathrooms on each side of the house. Yeah. Maybe Maybe more. It's and stupid. It's stupid. Babe. It's stupid. And Huge. beautiful and perfect and, and secluded and safe and it is perfect. And so I giggle because if what God has in store for me, oh, the Daniel, begins with a double portion of hope and oh. a smidgen of serenity and an $8.5 million house, oh. what's next, Lord? And so I just encourage everybody listening to not be afraid to challenge God. I think sometimes we, we're afraid to come to our Heavenly Father and ask for our biggest, wildest dreams. And, and I'm not a parent, but I can only imagine. I know the joy I get out of surprising friends with the perfect mm-hmm. thing, like your bag about coffee and <laughs> that your friend made you, yeah. but uh, but one thing I, I will share with you that that I, I really want to share. I just wanted to share the hope wings, and, and um, so hopefully maybe someday you can hook up with Dawn. But if you ever see a green a woman with a green backpack and a stuffed cat on the back, that's the Danielle. <laughs> She's just moved on. But I won't be leaving here until uh, April of next year. But uh, what I do, what I have come to realize in the Hope Center is 
how amazingly good God is. And what I miss not being able to call family all the time mm-hmm. is being able to call my mother and say, Mom, I've got a God story for you today. Listen to what happened. Mm-hmm. And what I realize is that as when I leave this facility, when I leave this adventure, this life adventure that I'm on, I want to make a cognizant um, effort to surround myself. I don't want my mother to be the only person that I call with my God stories. I want yeah. to decide who to call first. Yeah. Listen to what happened to me today. You know, when I had a flat tire and had to walk to the gas station, I, I found 20 bucks on the side of the road, or there was that lug nut that I was missing to fix my tire. Whatever the case may be, whatever the little ways that we overlook our big God, um, that I hope everybody surrounds their themselves with uh, people that they want to call and share their God stories with, and that they're not afraid to share them with strangers. <clears throat> and that's another story. Um, <laughs> you're full of stories. Yeah, well, God is good. We're God. all full of stories. I, and that's what I was about to say is like, we are all full of stories, but your awareness and like alertness to actually like seeing what God is doing and acknowledging them is just ridiculous. Because so many people just like haphazardly go through life and they're just like you said, like, you know, we're asleep when he's painting the sunrise and we're so busy that we miss him painting the sunset and the fact that you actually are like wanting to see and you're proactively looking like God how are you going to show up today in what way am I going to see you today in what way are you going to work through me for somebody else to see you today and it's beautiful like I feel like that there's you just said so much I'm like do we need to like recap that because I'm like woohoo that's why but, <laughs> well, for me, it was just confirmation after confirmation, you know, uh, and, and maybe, and, and, and even the, the whole reason I found out what Hope's last name was, was there was a group of people that came up here for a seminar to use our large conference room in this mm-hmm. $8 million house. There's also a conference area. <laughs> Duh, of course, of course there's 22 garages. <laughs> And there's an Airbnb. And there's an Airbnb the if anybody wants to come visit and get their right. rod on. It is fantastic. Like, state-of-the-art Airbnb. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I found out that her name was Hope Clancy. And so he just keeps giving me little winks that 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 I am where, that I'm planted. And he wants me to use this time to grow. Yeah. And, um, you know, and being, being, I was also told when I went to, to church with Hope before I, uh, before I ended up here in Clancy and had the seizure and everything, I was, and I had the backpack, I was still asking God, testing him like the fleece, you know, are you, if you really want me to go, because he mm-hmm. said that he was going to prune and transplant me, and I was like, and I had this kind of funny conversation with him, I'm like, you know, Lord, I don't want to do that, you know, pruning is uncomfortable and transplanting hurts, and he says, I know, but you're ready, and I was like, okay, but you really have to, like, show me, I know I have the backpack, and <laughs> really walk in, and no sooner I'm at church with, with Hope on Sunday morning, and there's a knock at the door, and there's this woman who had an appointment for Saturday but couldn't make it, and she's the arborist of the neighborhood, Shut and she's up. her truck is full of trees that need to be transplanted. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I get home after church, and I'm, I'm like doing my laundry because it's my last day at Hope's house. And I'm, I'm, I'm walking on this money that had fallen out of the pocket of my pants. And her little granddaughter comes in, Miss Serenity. And Serenity says, Miss Danielle, Miss Danielle, you're walking on money. I said, no, I'm walking on change. 
And that just hit me oh like a gosh. ton of bricks. So oh my gosh. It, I just think if we're open to the little things, and even when we can't see them, you know, even if it's just a d- diversion from traffic or whatever it is, it's the little things. If we're aware, he is where, I mean, if he oh. can count the hairs on our head, if he collects our tears, if he, God's good, rainbow, I live in a world of rainbows and unicorns, and I know he loves all of us as intimately he just, he does. He wants to be concerned with the little parts. So much. I'm, I'm blown away. <laughs> I loved your analogy. You, you spoke to us the other morning about um, how sometimes our cars need tune-up and how we're supposed to love God with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our soul. And how sometimes we need to have balance in our lives and we need to check in on those different parts. And I've really been kind of not meditating on it as much as I want to, but um, I've really been meditating on the fact of like when we tune up our cars, how the different things that that we use, uh, was a good analogy that you used for me. And I'm like, do I have the brakes, you know, are my brakes in check? Are, are they, are they working? Can I, can I catch those thoughts before they dance across my brain and, mm. you know, and erase them and replace them? Because I don't think it's enough to just, to just erase them or not think about them. I think we have to actually yeah you know cultivate our minds and uh, and be aware of that and and it's just the, the silliest thing uh, you know when you when we talk about speaking life into somebody it's like thinking life into someone too mm-hmm. I'm sorry talking everybody's ear off please but I just want to make sure that all their ears off every last one of them <laughs> I want to make sure that the spark plug, if you've ever known, if you've ever, I know one time I changed my car and I, and I know I did the spark plugs right. I did this one and one at a time and I did them, you know, perfect. And it was on this old Dodge van that I had. All my friends call it the Shagging Wagon, which it wasn't, but that was its name. But I changed everything right. I know I did. And I, you know, was kicking myself and I... And I, by the time all was said and done, I mean, it drove, but it was only drove, not driving on all the cylinders on all eight. So it, it was still working, but it wasn't optimal. Yeah. And I think we can get like that when we're not in balance. And by, I had a whole bunch of men come help me. And it had nothing to do with what I did. The part that I got was missing this little nub in the underside of the distributor cap that distributed the spark. Mm-hmm. I did do it right. But I was given a faulty part. And I think sometimes we can install faulty parts in people, you know, by by lying to them when they ask, do I look good in this dress? You know, only your best friend will tell you that you don't look good in your favorite dress. She'll be brutally honest with you. We can give them a faulty part and send them into the world not as beautiful as they want. Or we can say something demeaning you know even to our little kids there's women in here who say you know somebody said something to them when they were little and it still has caused an issue that that's the only thing they see in the mirror is that one big freckle Mm. fortunately that one big freckle on my face somebody named Fred (laughs) so it's just me and Fred who walk along now you know so instead of taking it as something bad I don't know just um, don't allow other people to install faulty parts in you and check your engine for faulty parts and um and check all the gear let's all meditate on it maybe this can be a um a scavenger hunt of information Mm. how is life like a scavenger hunt you know 
how do you use your duct tape, you know? Wow. Uh, when it's cold, I put it on my ski pants if I have a rip to keep the cold out. When my car breaks down, I use my duct tape to <laughs> tape the, 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 the water hose together that I can limp on down the shoulder on the rim. <laughs> the tail light that's hanging on by the <laughs> Yeah. Do that before. Yeah, so don't accept faulty parts. You don't mm. um, allow people to plant weeds in your garden and... And, um, and always surround yourself with people you feel comfortable telling God's stories with. And if you don't feel comfortable telling them, tell them anyway. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's it, like the blind man. And it, the disciples asked Jesus, why did this happen to him? Was it something that his parents did? Was it some sin that he had? No, Jesus said. It was so that I could show my God, could, the Father could work through me to show his glory right now. Why did I break down on the side of the road? Because, you know, whatever it is, look for the why, because God's always a why. And Mm. when God detours you in your life, you should put your smile on and also listen. Like if he says, take that trash bag, listen, because you know what? Just shove it into your pocket because Later on down the road, it may start raining, and you'll be like, glad I brought that trash bag. <laughs> and, and so it's the little things. Oh. I don't know. Oh. I've got more to say. I could talk to you guys all day you because... Keep going. No. Keep I going. mean... If, I, hey, if so, people got to go somewhere, they can pause this and, and chime in later. That's the beauty of a podcast. I've been, I've been trying to listen... Uh, I've been trying to practice on learning how to listen to God and what His mm-hmm. voice sounds like. And so this one time... Uh, my girlfriend was going down to Disney World. Did I want to go? And I looked at my pocketbook, and I had $2. You guys, I'm not kidding. $2. And I'm like, this would, I would be an imposition on her. And so anyway, that being said, I've been tested, God. And so I walked around my my house, and I said, okay, Lord, is there anything that I'm supposed to take with me when I go on this trip? And I kept walking by this hammer. And I kept... I get everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot my reading glasses. They're sitting right there next to the hammer. Whatever else I forgot was just always the hammer. And he's like, take the hammer, Danielle. Take the hammer. And I'm like, I'm going down to Disneyland Park. I don't need the hammer. I'm telling you to take the hammer. And I'm like, what is this, a test? And he's seeing if I'm going to be obedient. He's like, I said, take the hammer. I'm like, okay taking the hammer it was like the last thing that I had forgotten and it was next to the hammer I'm like okay I'm taking the hammer but the long and short of it is um we get down to Disneyland I have two dollars I still have the anyway so we get down to Disneyland they give us the wrong room we end up waking some guy up in the middle of the night we've been driven driving all through the night so my girlfriend could go to this job interview and so they feel totally bad because we're now like, you know, an hour and a half out of our sleep time. We had to tr- move to the other side where we're, our room was, the number was just transposed. Or, you know, some guy was mad. So, so because of all of that, they gave us a park pass for every single park for one day. Okay. So we got to go to Disneyland, Disney World, Universal Studios, the, the zoo thing, whatever it was. We yeah. got a pass for all of them. God is good. And there was somebody playing music on the street side while I was in Disney World. And um, and he played the music so good. But I was stingy. I only gave him one of my $2. <laughs> oh, 
I'm sorry, I'm giggling out loud. But then my girlfriends, got, they got mad at me. I don't know why. I do, but that's a whole story in and of itself. And uh, they, she says, what do you want me to do? Just drop you off at the bus station? And I said, right now, it kind of seems like my presence is going to be more detrimental. And you guys would have a better trip. Yes, if you just probably dropped me off. You, I didn't say it, you did. Um, because I didn't hand you your tennis shoes. Forgive me, Karen, if you're out there. I still love you. <laughs> oh, um, so she dropped me off at the gas station, or at the, um, at the, at the Greyhound station in um, Daytona Beach, Florida, where I've never been before. And um, it was not the best area. It was not the best area to the point where the bus, the bus station actually closed down. They closed their doors at like 10, which doesn't help when your bus doesn't come in until one o'clock in the morning. Oh, sure. And so here I am at the bus station and I ended up having, I kid you not, like the best meal ever. Um, of course I have food stamps because I only had $2 in my pocket. So I had food stamp money in my pocket and there were a whole bunch of homeless people there, but I just walked over to 7-Eleven and bought a loaf of bread and some bologna and um, a bag of chips and a sleeve of cookies and I turned a cardboard box upside down and draped my sarong over it. And we all just sat there and had sold God stories and, you know, and enjoyed and just enjoyed each other's genuine company. But that's my Disneyland on a dollar. And I do still have the other dollar bill in my wallet to remind me of how good one. God is. But anyway, so back to the hammer. So here I am in Daytona Beach, Florida, and the only weapon I have is this hammer. And at least I felt somewhat secure knowing that I was in this not good area of town late at night. And, um, but I had my hammer and instead of treating everyone as an enemy and a friend and just sitting there and holding my hammer, mm -hmm. I left all my stuff behind and I said, Hey, will you watch my stuff? So I had to get out of the boat and walk in faith. And I walked over to 7-Eleven and we all sat and had a beautiful evening dinner together. And I was comfortable talking to them because I knew I had my hammer. I didn't have to wield it. But um, so that's the story of learning God's voice. So now whenever I leave my house, I look around and I say, okay, Lord, is there anything else I'm supposed to take? And even if it's something silly, like a trash bag, I just think, well, it might end up raining later and this could be a viable raincoat. I don't know. I just, um, and it just seems to me it, it has come into play that whatever the object is, like if it's just a set of tweezers, I just can't sit them down. I'll throw them in my purse and somebody's like, oh, I have a splinter. And so it's just me trying to get to know God's voice in like the silliest, randomest way. So I'm going to encourage you guys to tune up your mind. Remember to love God with all your, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and all your strength. Mm -hmm. And um, to not accept faulty parts. Surround yourself with um, godly people who want to hear your God stories. Yeah. Tell the God story, even if you're in the presence that it may make other people feel uncomfortable. And um, never be afraid to wave your God banner. And um, stay tuned up and checked in and surround yourself. Yeah, just be you. Don't ever be afraid to make, be you. God doesn't make mistakes. And can I end on a joke? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I always end on a joke. Um, this I, one's kind of funny. I need to be in the floor. I'm legit. Like, I'm floor right now. Yes, please end on whatever. Okay, so God and the devil are, like, having this conversation. And they're, like, talking. And Satan's like, what, what? Yeah, I jumped ship. I'm down here. I'm working all the people. He's like, who are you going to get to worship you now? And uh, God, like, is like, huh, whatever. He bends down, picks up some dirt, starts molding it. 
blows his hands, man is born. God leans over and looks at Satan and says, who are you going to get to worship you? Satan bends down, starts to grab some dirt, and God says, oh no, man, you got to make your own dirt. <laughs> That's my God joke for the day. I like it. I like it a lot. I like you. Thank you. You're I like right. you too. You going you gonna to come home with me to North Carolina? <laughs> no, I got to make it to Zion at some I point. You I got to make it to Zion. I'm not allowing myself, because this is a one-year journey, and I'm... Um, just pushing four and a half months. I'm not allowing myself to think about what's next. I'm allowed, I'm just focused on yeah. um, on God yeah. and my my diving into Him, diving into Him, and diving into these girls. Um, because for so, the Hope Center really is a blessing. Because some of these women have never opened a Bible. They they didn't have. They don't. They never understood uh, what. Um, chapter and verses, you know, chapter mm-hmm. and sentence, um, you know, uh, and, and, and I was raised in church and I get it. And one of the ways that I educated myself when I was in my late teens was I just went to the library and I got the Bible in picture and story form for kids. And it just helped me with, uh, uh the old Testament stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, getting a gist getting the gist for it before I started reading King James version because when I was young now I'm dating myself when I was young they didn't have all these different virgin versions you know and um and I don't think that I don't think that anything is really ever gets lost in in translation um and I think it's great to use all different translations and 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 mm-hmm. get it your way you know, like everybody makes tacos all around the world. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's still a taco, you know, so sort of fun. thing. But I love that. It, um, I'm gonna use that example. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. But I just love you. You have been a ray of sunshine, and you just want to share why life is so exciting for you because, this, you know, because God is good, and yeah. and and He's all. You know, I've heard it said always, always. You know, mm. you know, mm-hmm. always, always, always. You know, like all of the different ways, right? And always, and all of the time, always. Like everything he's doing, love and, it. And, uh, and remember that God doesn't make mistakes. You know, don't yeah. just be you. Uh, don't, don't put your light under a basket. Go mm-hmm. back to Sunday school. This little light of mine, let it shine. And that's what you I feel were like. That's what you do. That song last yeah. night. That was me. <laughs> this little light of mine. I know there are more words to it, but I don't know what they are. I need to go back to Sunday school. Oh my gosh. It's all right. Danielle, thank you so much for yeah. being so, golly, you're such a good storyteller. Okay. Like, you're, I mean, and it's literally just your life. So obviously everybody should be a good storyteller of their own life. But you, you literally have made me just hang on every single syllable. Um, and I know that you could probably talk for 10 more episodes of so many different chapters of your life. And thank you for Yeah, and you um, use that in your analogy too. Is that life is not, you know, uh, what did you say? Like a line is that we need to like refer to it as yeah. chapters and, and turn the page, you know, and see what's next. Don't be afraid to turn the page. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's like a book with that that is a series, you know, just because this book ends doesn't mean another book, right. you know, comes later and I like that and I love that you can get lost and that's what I complimented you on my dear is that 
you get lost in talking about God can go off on a tangent, but God's still good whether you're talking about his, you know, his little pinky or his toe or whatever part of him or however he's walking, however he's revealing himself to you, and you can always bring it back. Like, see, I, I forgot about why I was telling the story about Disneyland, and I had to remember the hammer. But, uh, uh, but anyway, I guess I'm just hammering it home now. Oh, oh. <laughs> So wow. anyway, stay tuned next time. Five, four, three, two, one. The Danielle. I'm out. I don't even need to end this. You just completely hijacked this broadcast. I, I think I'm just going to hand my whole podcast over to you now. Oh, you heck were no. Being, you, you, you need to start your own. No. And it, could be, it could be called five, four, three, two, one. Oh, my goodness. Dude, please do it. Yeah. Please People do know it. me as five, four, three, two, please one. Good night. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> well, yeah. man. Never goodbye. So just until next time. I yes. know. Until next time. I need to go to Zion too, so maybe we'll see each other in Zion. And I, I ain't even gonna lie, I'm taking you with me home in my heart. So you can't, you can't tell me not to. I'm taking you home in my heart. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode, Danielle. Thank you for giving your time and your heart and just and your tears. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone smile and have tears in their eyes the entire time they were talking, and that was a hundred percent the case for you. Um, you're just beaming with with joy that's you no i just it just it oozes out of you and maybe i've just caught it it's been contagious uh for me so uh all right i don't think there's anything let i mean there probably is a whole lot but we'll wrap up this episode okay all right wait last joke okay do you know why the farmer gave his scarecrow an award this year i have no idea because he was outstanding in his field If you guys are listening and you've heard rain or thunder, um, this week in Montana, it has rained almost the entire time I've been here, and they haven't seen rain in I don't know how long, like it's months. Been wildfires out there, right? Yeah. Wildfires from lightning that has you know struck, and there's been no rain, and it hasn't really stopped raining much since I've been here. And then tomorrow when I leave, it's going to be sunny again. Yep. So you normally, have to the rain with us. I know that could be that could be a bad it. thing. I know. Gosh, it's like flooding on the East Coast right now. Yeah. So. Anyway, so I apologize if you heard any um, of the weather elements in the background. But you know what? I don't even apologize because it's really cool. It's God bowling. I wish we're in a a room, like a little breakfast nook thing with all these windows. And I've just been watching lightning all across the sky as Daniel's been talking. And uh, man, I'm sure there's something to be said about that. Like God's painting quite the the night sky tonight with his lightnings. Anyway, all right. We out. Thanks for listening to Church Talks.